being a friendship coach, if you could help give them a map, a guide, a general guide to follow, that will help ease their anxiety. I would think, like that would ease my anxiety. It's emerged as a resounding theme in my inbox, in my social media comments, how to manage friendships as a person with anxiety. It turns out that one in five people struggles with anxiety, and it makes sense because just last week I had five one-on-one private coaching sessions, and one of them was with a young woman who believes that her anxiety is getting in the way of achieving some of the goals she has for her friendships. We did an episode in season one about seven ways to make friends when you are socially awkward. And we touched briefly on that episode on the difference between social anxiety and social awkwardness, but we didn't delve deeply enough. So today I'm interviewing Dr. Lisa Martin, who is a clinical psychologist specializing in helping women with this particular uh, issue. And by the time we're done with it, two things are going to happen. If you are a friend of someone with anxiety, you'll know how to recognize it, how to show up for your friends, and the things you need to stop saying that aren't making situations any better. If you're listening and you do have anxiety, you're going to learn how to communicate your needs and experience to your friends who may not understand, and you'll also learn one habit that you might have that could be making things worse. As we listen to this episode all together, I'm confident that it's going to help us foster more understanding and functionality in our friendships when we're experiencing this particular challenge. And as always, if you're looking for an extended guide for help, including scripts, tips, and challenges, then you should consider joining our Friend Forward private group coaching membership. And you can find that anywhere you download apps by simply searching Friend Forward. Now, if you're ready to get clarity on the ways in which anxiety is impacting our friendships, let's jump in. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, we got you. I'm Danielle Byer-Jackson, a certified friendship coach, and I am here to help you through it. I recently attended a very socially distanced outdoor patio dinner with a friend of mine. And while she has mentioned before having anxiety and she said it as a a joke or just a, a quick remark, we've never really sat down and talked about what her experience is like and how it impacts our friendship and our friendships with others. So as I play clips from my interview with Dr. Lisa Martin, I'll also be sharing with you some clips from the conversation I had with this friend about her anxiety and the things that I can do and her other friends can do to have a better understanding. I am here with Dr. Lisa Martin, who's gonna give us a little insight on anxiety and the ways in which it might be impacting our friendships. So Dr. Martin, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. You know, it's so crazy because, you know, I I read the comments on social media and when I try to, you know, look at certain themes that are emerging, anxiety has got to be number one. So anxiety is actually a a very normal, um, natural response. It's actually a helpful response to danger, right? So if there's a bear that jumps out of the, the woods, like you should get scared. You should get anxious. That helps you figure out what to do next, right? If there's a fire that, that help is helpful. Um, 
I think of as a, I'm also a, a speaker and trainer and all of us, we get a little bit of anxiety before we get on the stage to speak, right? But that, that is good anxiety that, that fuels us, that gives us energy. I think the difference is when it becomes um, just a heightened level of anxiety that starts to disrupt your functioning, your relationships, your sense of self, it gets in the way of you achieving your goals. That's when it becomes just a little bit more of, of a problem that needs to be addressed. Mm. So for those of us who um, do not have anxiety, but we have a friend who has anxiety and we want to show up for her, um, but don't really know how, what are some things that we should be, you know, especially observant of, or some things that we can do to show that we understand and that we're trying to be supportive? What kinds of things can we keep in mind? Well, I think um, the first thing is to understand what it looks like and what it feels like. I think that anxiety can be a really powerful internal experience. So um, it may show up in certain ways, but what's going on inside of the person is, is really painful and really overwhelming. So, so first to have some compassion for the person who's struggling with it. Um, and then to figure out how it might look. For me, it's time. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, you, you too. You. For me, it's a time thing. But I think in general, anxiety is the fear of the unknown and what could potentially happen. And so it's about like, you don't know what's gonna happen. You can try and anticipate it, but you just have no idea. And so whereas a normal per not a normal, that's a terrible phrase, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Someone that doesn't live with anxiety is like, oh, I'm just gonna go and that, that'll be that. An anxious person is like, well, what if this happens? They start playing out all these imaginary scenarios mm -hmm. that are not really gonna happen, but often they can make that person not want to go and do that thing. They can hold that person back. I just went out to dinner with a friend in, in St. Pete a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. two weeks ago. And um, I didn't know where to park. The restaurant was crazy busy. There were people everywhere. I felt so anxious. I got there a half hour early and sat in my car in the parking garage. That was 10 minutes away and not the closest one. And had she said to me ahead of time, hey, there's a closed parking garage. It's like a five minute walk and then yeah. you'll be right there. I would have felt better about the day. I was anxious leading up to the dinner because of the fact that I was like, what's the parking situation? It's in a city, am I gonna be able to find it? Like, I know that sounds crazy, but like if she had done those few things, that personally would have made my experience of the whole night better. And it's funny though too, because I think anxious people, once they find a friend that they connect with, it's almost like they really dive into it stronger because of the fact that they got over that initial hurdle of being anxious and feeling uncomfortable, then now they're like, I found a person. Let's mm. go all in. Mm. So I feel like anxious people can often be really good goddamn friends. Okay. Once I have a friend like you mm -hmm. or whoever, yeah. Because I'm already comfortable with you, a lot of that anxiety, like that, mm. that level that's just there okay. is gone. Yeah. Like, so the anxiety that we're pre-wired to experience comes in three forms generally when you're triggered, right? You can have a, a fight response, you can have a flight response or a freeze response. And these three things show up in friendships in really interesting ways. Do you want me to give some examples of how um, I look? Please, yes. Okay. So... The flight response, I think, is often going to be like if you have that friend who cancels uh, 
dates with you, hangs with you last minute. So she leaves me on read and doesn't get back to your text messages, but like a week later and acts like nothing happened, right? Those kind of disappearing acts, that, that's that flight response. She is overwhelmed with anxiety and feelings and is trying to regulate by, by putting some distance between her and the things that are contributing to her overwhelm. Mm. Um, the fight response might look more like um, she's trying to protect a sense of vulnerability. So she may get in arguments with you over the smallest things that make no sense. Um, she may get super jealous um, about other friendships that you have or just about things that you have in your life, your boyfriend, whatever. Um, so that may come up in like this heightened kind of aggressive thing. And that's usually the place where you're like, what is wrong with her? <laughs> But know that inside, even though she may be blustery, she inside is feeling really vulnerable and scared. Okay. So the third one is freeze. The third one is freeze. And how I think that this shows up in friendships is that friend who like ruminates, who keeps asking questions over and over again, or reprocessing, rehashing some, some event or some breakup or something. Um, it's the friend that's always asking you for reassurance. Like, are you sure I, I look okay? Are you sure I said that right? Right? She's like frozen in her anxiety and it can go over and over and over again. Wow. Wow. So this is so insightful to help us, you know, foster some understanding and make sense of our friends' seemingly irrational responses. Where did that yeah. come from? Why are you upset? Why is that a big deal? So, you know, with that being said, I think you're giving us, you know, great examples of, you know, how to spot it in, in her reactions and, and the things that she withdraws from and things like that. Let me ask you this. I'm, I'm going to push a little bit here because, you know, I guess like with anything that a friend's going through, you know, needing her to communicate it. So I understand and I know how to show up for her. But to what extent do we keep pushing through? I, I had somebody recently ask like, you know, okay, my friend has anxiety and, and I understand that that's why she cancels plans, but she's always canceling plans. So, yeah. I mean, what does that look like in terms of the strain that it might have on our friendships? Yeah. Great question. I think the first thing is understanding that 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 anxiety might be behind some of the behaviors that you're seeing is hopefully going to give you a little bit more compassion, but also, <laughs> but also those those of us who have this anxiety, I think also need to be able to take some responsibility for our emotions, right? I, I'm a strong believer that we enter like a, a non-stated contract with our friends that we, we're going to take care of ourselves so we can be the best friend that we can be. And so, um, you know, for those of you who are anxious, like, please go to therapy, do yoga, meditate, like take care of yourselves. We therapists are great. We are not scary. We're here to help. And we have better tools and we're more informed to help you than your friends. So to the friends of people who are just getting burnt out, right? Burnt out from the cancellations, burnt out from the questions and the reassurance and the texting at all hours. Um, I think it, the one thing is that you're, you're going to have to set boundaries. Because the thing about anxiety is like it, unless you really do something active to help it yourself, it is, it, it's hungry. It's going to keep going and going. And so you, you may be answering her texts all day long through her anxiety, but it's still gonna be there. Do you know what I mean? So you need to kind of protect your emotional state. Um, so some of the things I recommend uh, you do is maybe 
maybe setting a boundary of when you answer her text or when you engage. Um, you being more mindful when you're interacting with her, like maybe her anxiety is triggering yours and you can say like, hey, wait, we're getting out of control. Can we take a second and like do some deep breathing? Cause I'm feeling really stressed, mm. right? Um, you can take yoga with her, take a meditation class with her, um, have her at the end of, this is something me and my friends do, especially in the pandemic um, when we've gotten all stressed out is at the end of a phone call or end of a Zoom call, like, okay, let's each identify three things that we're grateful for, right? Mm -hmm. So you end unlike this, like, okay, things feel crazy and out of control, but like there is good, right? There is good that you can hold on to. And also I think, you know, at the end of the day, if it's really just becoming exhausting, you're, you're, you, you have to be a loving friend, right? A loving, critical friend and tell them gently, like, hey, this is how your anxiety is impacting me. I'm worried about you. Here's how I see that it's been impacting you. And I, I know that you can get help. There is help and it can make you feel so much better. Mm. You gotta have that conversation. This is so powerful. And I, and I love that you're acknowledging that, you know, as a friend, we want to show up, we want to accommodate, we want you to feel comfortable. How can I support you? But at some point it's the responsibility of the person who's, you know, grappling with this to manage it the best they can so that it doesn't burn the other person out. Um, and I love that you said, you know, Hey, therapists, we're not scary. Seek our help. Uh, because we actually had, you know, an episode last season on the show about three expectations that we have of our friends that set us up for disappointment. And one of them is expecting that your friends are your therapists, because yeah. at some point, is it even fair of to expect that they're going to endure and understand and keep, you know, so, so I love that you're kind of echoing that um, because, you know, the goal here, we talk a lot about how to opt in. There's lots of resources for cutting friends off and toxic friendships and how to opt out, but we want this show to be about how do we opt in and keep it going. So I love that you're hitting us with both of, of our responsibilities and how we both have to show up if we want this to work. So how, what are some things that we can do that are, are not helpful? I know sometimes we think we're helping. So we say and do things. How are we getting in the way uh, when we try to support our friends with anxiety? Yeah, I think it starts with, with how we're framing it. Like if we, if we, if those behaviors that are showing up, um, start to irritate us, right. They make us angry and frustrated. Then we often respond from that place. And that is not helpful. So if you're going to have a conversation with your friend about her anxiety, if she's an anxious person, um, who sometimes triggers you, you're going to have to, before those conversations, before the, the time you spend with her, ground yourself, like calm yourself, get in your good state. Remember three good things you love about her, right? Get you in a positive mind state. Um, so that when you do talk to her, you're not critical. You're not judgmental, right? Often people think that the best way to manage anxiety is to like point out the ways in which their anxiety is wrong in which they're not seeing things accurately, but um, it's counterintuitive. That actually ends up making the anxiety bigger because now they have shame about the anxiety. Now they have shame that, they're, that, that their feelings are wrong and invalid. So it's, that's just not a good way to go. Good way to go is validate it and support, you know, getting some help, support her taking care of herself. I love that. And then what are some ways that a person with anxiety can 
communicate those things. Um, I know, you know, I, I, I often refer to comments on social media because people tend to be very vulnerable there and ask their questions. And, and, you know, recently I, I saw some people commenting about, you know, well, I would try this tip, but I have anxiety or I don't want to tell my friends because, and so recently we posted a, a question on Instagram to our friends and said, you know, for those of you with anxiety, what do you wish your friends knew? Um, and some of them are saying things like, you know, to your point that this is why I cancel plans, or I'm actually hesitant to tell my friends because I don't want them to think I'm being dramatic. If I say, oh, I, you know, I can't really do that because I have anxiety. And then the fear that they'll, oh my God, really girl, you know, so, so what are some ways that those with anxiety can share with their friends what they're going through well, and what they need? Yeah, the first thing I want to say is that part of what maintains anxiety is our avoidance. And part of how you decrease anxiety is exposure. So um, my anxious sisters, like, take a deep breath and, and step outside of your comfort zone. Sharing where you are coming from, sharing the reason why you're canceled with your friends is actually going to reduce your feeling of anxiety and shame. It'll peak for a second, because that's what anxiety does. It'll peak, but then it'll come down, I promise. And the more you open up yourself in that way, um, you'll find that your friends can relate to that too. You find that they have more compassion for where you are also. And I think, you know, again, going back to how we were talking about just the, the moment that we're living through, sharing how you're doing emotionally is helpful for your whole crew, right? Because everyone's going through something. So you're, you're normalizing. Anxiety is real. I have it right now. Here's how it shows up for me. And you might start a conversation with your friends about how it shows up for, for them. So, mm -hmm. so even though it's scary, move through and really try and share yourself, share where you're at. Oh my gosh, this is so good. <laughs> this is so good. And I think it's just kind of helping to bridge the gap between those of us who are like, I, I want to show up or, or for some friends who, you know, are guilty of, um, minimizing and not getting it and trying to help her move on and get over it because she's uncomfortable and, and unequipped. And so the easiest thing to do is just girl, stop, you know, it's not a big deal. God, don't be dramatic. Um, because she maybe feels a little, um, you know, unprepared and Absolutely. ignorant as to what to do. And, and I guess essentially helpless in our friendships. Yeah. yeah I, I think anxiety is contagious, right? And so we, Right. So we all respond to it in different ways. And so that description you just gave was perfect. That is that friend responding in her flight response. She's pushing her friend away. Right. Mm -hmm. That that is scary. She's pushing her away. Um, so so right, like re regardless of what side you are on that, taking your deep breath, remembering the goodness in your friend and trying to to build an empathic connection is is really good. And yeah. I'm also like so for friendships trying to do really active healthy things together like instead of getting cocktails let's go to yoga let's try this meditation class let's take painting together you know like trying to do other things that are going to really help your emotional health as a team this is such a rich conversation and what I appreciate so much about the interview with Dr. Lisa is that she calls us out with a little tough love on both sides, highlighting for us the ways in which non-anxiety friends are worsening the situation or being insensitive and how we're failing to show empathy. So I appreciate her for that. I also love the way in which she's telling those of us with anxiety the things that we can be doing to make things better and the habits that we have to stop that are getting in the way. 
way. And so my hope is that after listening to this conversation, it helped you to bring a little more clarity and compassion to your friendships. And then I want you to consider joining our private group membership, which is called Friend Forward, and you can download it anywhere that you download apps. So this is a program that has virtual events. You get one-on-one conversations with me every month. You also have a community there of other like-minded women and weekly lessons and challenges to help you fight through some of your common friendship struggles. So I appreciate you so much for listening today and you already know that I am here for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. (music) 